Morning. Our Old Testament lesson is from the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 through 18. It'll be found on page 19 of our church Bibles. Abraham is tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Morah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he sent out for the place God told him to, to, to go. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back uh, to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offerings and placed it on his son Isaac. And he, and he himself carried the, the fire and the knife. And as the two of them went, to the, went together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the, on the altar on the top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him, called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the, on the boy, he said. Uh, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have uh, not withdrawn from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the th uh, thicket he saw a ram caught in it by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called to that place, he called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will provide. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withdrawn your son, or not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sands on the beach that your descendants will take uh, possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offering, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Here ends the reading. Please be seated. The grace of God and the peace of God, these are yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. He's going to be a preacher someday. <laughs> yeah. 
We're going to look at the Old Testament lesson for this morning. I'd like to just read the opening words of Genesis chapter 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight. You who are our, our strength, our rock, our redeemer, always. Amen. Oh my, this was a long time ago. Uh, 55 years to be exact. Um, freshman year, Concordia, St. Paul. Now it's called Concordia University, then it was Concordia College. Uh, um, the end of the fall quarter. I was enrolled in the pre-seminary program, which means I had to take Greek. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, as they say, still all Greek to me. <laughs> but if you're going to become a pastor, Greek you had to take. I had at least five more classes of Greek to get through. And here it was, the end of the quarter. You know what comes at the end of the quarter. End of the quarter tests. I studied for that test. I've never studied so hard and so much for any other test than what I've studied for that Greek exam. In fact, my two roommates, Dave Splett and Freaky Ed Frederick, they said that that night before the test, I was speaking Greek in my sleep. Well, my Greek class was the eighth hour of the day, which means it was at three o'clock. Just an aside, Karen had band at 3 o'clock. Her dorm was right next to mine. And I would follow her as she went over to band and then walk quickly to catch up to her. Because I had fallen in love with her. So it was a pleasant way to go to the Greek exam to walk with Karen. And then I walked into the classroom and there was Professor Marv Mittendorf, who liked to talk with his hands a lot like this. And I was trying to calm down, and I was trying to remember everything that I had crammed into my brain, all that Greek. And he handed us the test and said, go to it. And I paged my way through the test, and I looked at the questions, and I froze. I drew blanks. I bombed that test. How <laughs> did I bomb that test? Have you ever had a similar experience with a test? What about when it comes to real tests? Not classroom tests, not academic tests, but life tests. Things that happen in what they say real time. You know, circumstances, situations, happenings, events that test who you are and test what you believe, and test your faith. You've had those kinds of tests, haven't you? Maybe you find yourself in such a time right now. And, and if not, well, just know you don't live this life without having a test. Maybe it'll come this week, maybe it'll come sometime this month, but sooner or later, you 
will be tested down to your core as to who you are and what you believe. Why does God do that? Why does he give us tests? He does do that, doesn't he? Sometimes he does it one person at a time. Case in point, Abraham. You want another case in point? Job. Sometimes he does it to a whole bunch of people all at the same time, giving them the same test, like he did often with the children of Israel. Here's from, from Exodus chapter 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. He tests for obedience. He tests for growth. And he tests for trust in him. So why would God test you? Most of the time, I think it comes down to this. He wants to know what is truly in your heart. He wants to know where, whether or not you truly do trust in him. He wants to know that for himself. And he also wants you to know it for yourself, that you do trust in him. And so he tests. He tests to see and to help you see what your faith and trusting in him truly means. Let's go back to Abram and the test God gave him. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. Abraham! And Abraham said, here I am. And God said, I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, and I want you to go to a place that I'm going to tell you about, and I want you to sacrifice him there. The next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. And he took with him two servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up, and in the distance he, he saw the place, and he said to the servants, you stay here with the donkey while my son and I go over there and worship, and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, and he placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the knife and the fire. And the two of them, as they went on together, Isaac spoke up to his father and said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide for the lamb for the burnt offering. And, and the two of them went on together. When they reached the place that God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and he arranged the wood on it. He
he bound his son Isaac and laid him on top of the altar. And then he took the knife. He reached out with his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him, Abraham, Abraham, don't lay a hand on the boy. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Now I know, as do you, that God is omniscient, which means he knows all things. But in that moment, what he knew about Abraham was confirmed. God knew that Abraham trusted him, trusted him deeply, trusted him with his whole heart. For after all, he trusted him with his son. And in a way that Abraham never had experienced before, Abraham knew that too. As did Isaac, his son. They were both brought to know in a deeper way a truth that would add layers to their trust in God that God would always provide. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. we can know that too. That's another dimension of testing that God gives us, the test that he gives us that hasn't been noted yet. That many times the test God gives blesses not only the person being tested, it also results in a blessing for those who are watching the test being given. Or, as in our case, it can bless those who, by reading Scripture, were able to watch the test being given. But how will he test you? It could be by asking you or directing you to do something which doesn't make any sense to you. That's how he was testing Abram, wasn't it? Didn't make any sense at all. Or he could test you by setting you up to do something which you don't find necessarily appealing. Again, go back to Abraham. <laughs> that was not appealing at all, the thought of sacrificing his own son. Or he may place something before you to do which you just simply don't think that you can do. Again, 
you see that in Abraham. It could be any number of ways that he tests you with any number of things. He could test you financially to see if your trust is in your pocketbook. He could trust you by the loss of, of your health. He could test you. It, it could in, involve your family. It could involve friendships. It could involve relationships where the test is given. It, it could involve a job interview that you're going through or maybe, maybe the loss of a job. Just know this. Whatever the test is that you are given, God never gives a test in order to punish us for our sins. Absolutely never, because his forgiveness in Jesus Christ is complete and total and thorough. Listen to Psalm 103, where it says, God does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. No, he never tests to punish. But he does test to see our faith. He does test to help us grow. And he does test us to move us into service, but never to punish. Have you ever considered doing this? Have you ever considered asking, asking God to test you? King David wrote this in Psalm 26. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. You know, even though the guy's my namesake, I'm not real eager to take a page out of his book, are you? And ask God to test me, invite him to test me. And yet when we do, it shows we understand why he tests us. He tests us to bless us. He tests us so that we know him better. Even as he knows us better, he tests us to make us stronger. Do you remember how Peter denied Jesus three times when Jesus was standing trial? Peter didn't do very well with that test, did he? In fact, he, he failed it. Well, after the resurrection, Jesus brought Peter back to that time of testing by asking him three times, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? To which three times Jesus, Peter said, Lord, you know 
you know that I love you. And then each time Jesus then said to him, take care of my sheep. Now later, Peter would write this to Christians who were in a time of testing. He did this by way of feeding the sheep. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power. Remember that when you're being tested. You are still shielded by God's power. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Peter experienced that firsthand, didn't he, from his own test. Why? those had come so that he could have his faith that's greater than gold be proved to be genuine and result in the praise and honor and glory of Jesus Christ. And it was accomplished. Peter was feeding the sheep. The goal was reached. And that's the goal that God has for all of your tests. That your faith is proved genuine, and that your life brings praise and honor and glory to Jesus Christ. Paul wrote these same things about the same goal in our test in Romans chapter 5. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. There's one more scripture I, I want you to see today and let's bring it up on the screen. It's from James. And uh, what I've done is we've put the words of James chapter 1 verses 2 and then through 4 and verse 12 on a little card like this and on the back written a prayer using that scripture that perhaps you'd like to take one of these with you uh, for when you're tested. And so let's read together first of all as, I'm, as we're looking at it the, to the left. Let's read the scripture from James. Let's read that together. When God tests you Consider it pure joy whenever you face the trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Blessed are those who persevere under trial because when they have stood the test, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And now translating that into a prayer, this is a prayer that draws on what we've just read from God's word in James, and so we know it's in harmony 
with God's will. We know this is what he wants. And so let's pray this prayer together for when God tests me. Heavenly Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help me to take joy in the many tests I will face in this life. Use those tests to develop perseverance in my faith. Finish your work in me. Bring me to a faith in Jesus that is mature, so that by your grace I will wear the crown of life you have promised to all who love him. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. And someday he's going to